News, views, opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. It's actually an intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Right On Radio. I almost forgot that Jeff said I could do the intro of today's guest, and I'm very excited to share with you Penny Shepard. Penny's brother is in charge of the Mickey Project, which not really Mickey, not Mickey Mouse, but could be associated. And she's going to tell you all about those one-eyed people that we sometimes see in the military industrial complex along with what's really happened with the shooter that's going on and is that shooter mind controlled well we're going to get today's view from penny shepherd and a little research because penny is a massive researcher who has brought forth everyone from john walsh and the adam walsh project and she does a lot of research for megan walsh so we have a like just an amazing talent and someone who's actually been in the project MK Ultra herself. So, Jeff, I can't even wait to share with what Penny has told me on the phone yesterday. And um, when I asked her to she what she thought about the shooting, and she immediately had so much to say that I said we have to get her on today. And we're really thankful that she came on in very short notice. Of course, it's a timely story and. Uh, it's worth noting she has been exposing what she calls Hollywood because she was she was groomed in that way. Uh, she was groomed as an actress, a singer, uh, you know, went through all kinds of things. Her life story is incredible. Today we're going to feature on the mass shooter. However, uh, we'll get her in her own words to just explain a little bit how she has the uh, the knowledge to be able to disseminate this information and decode it for you and uh, just before we bring her on uh remember we're doing this because we're fighting for freedom we're fighting for liberty and if you want to fight if you want to stand up if you don't want your freedoms to be eroded uh like they're talking about in the the wef right now and the who and all these things we are actually building something that is inflation proof it is uh supply chain proof and we're building a kingdom economy. If you, you don't want to miss this, you don't want to not be part of it, go to mylibertystand.com and one of your fellow listeners will contact you. Please respect their time when they do, but that's at mylibertystand.com. And without any further ado, let's bring on Penny L.A. Shepherd. Penny, welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you so very much. Um, I'll give a brief a synopsis of how I came about to know that I was involved in Project Genesis Subproject Eve. I left my husband in San Diego in March of 2016. He was a San Diego uh, police officer. He was Carlsbad Sergeant at uh, Carlsbad PD. His dad was a sheriff. He actually uh, was the historian for the uh, Old Town Sheriff's Museum. Um, they were very involved in deep state activities, which I was not privy to when I started researching. When I left my husband, he told me I'd be arrested, made homeless, and thrown in a crazy house, and all those things did indeed happen. I started researching. I found out that my agent 
who had been my agent in the 90s, I found out from my first husband, Steve Zenos, that uh, he was actually my brother who I slept with, had an affair with. And so notably, I was extremely angry uh, when I found out. And then I started asking questions after Steve told me that my former agent, who I would just identify as John, uh, was my brother. He died of a heart attack three weeks later. Um, I was also recorded with one of my drummers. Um, and it was 11 days after I had talked to him about uh, Steve, who Steve was my drummer's best friend. They grew up together in Palos Verdes. It was 11 days after that Steve died of a heart attack. So wow. subsequently after that, that was in, I talked to him in June and July 13th, he was dead. And then by September 8th, I had been uh, locked up, electronically triggered on my phone and guided by my NSA family to a facility in which I was locked up. I was actually signed into this facility by the characters in the book, the names of the characters in my book that I was writing. It was actually a television series called Bradford and Valentine. And it was predicated off of Lucifer, Psyched, and Castle. And my character was Brad Bradford, who's an FBI agent. His best friend is Thaddeus Jones. Uh, and I found out that I was writing in code. Uh, that's one of the things that um, I had spoken uh, to you on the phone yesterday about uh, about coding because I'm a cypherist as well. So that's one of the skills that that I was um, that I have. I don't know if it was an eight skill or something that they programmed me for. So I'm trying my memories as I uh, started researching, and then I found out about my agent. Then I researched him, found out that he represents people like Madonna, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Jay Z, Beyonce, Kanye West. Wait, hold on. Wait, you have to slow slow that down, Penny. So <laughs> you say that so fast. Can you can you repeat those people that your agent brother that's well, your brother and people, agent, right? Yeah. That's kind of academic because it's a it's pages and pages and pages of people. So I can't, you know, say all of the people but they are but people just, like but they are people like Madonna, Kanye West. Madonna is one of the people, Madonna, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kanye West, Taylor Swift, uh, Jay so Lena, all the Whoopi Goldberg. Correct. So, all the people that um, we all see doing this, right? Correct. All now, the people. When, I, when he was my agent, we didn't have phones even, okay? And the, the younger kids were like, what? We didn't have phones. Um, we didn't have cell phones. So if you... Uh, you know, Jeff knows what I'm talking about. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, they'd they beat you, you know, if you were on the road. And then you pulled off and you went into a telephone booth like Superman and you made the call to whoever it was that had beat you. So yes. they didn't have the internet. So there was no way that you could research, you know, the knowledge was restricted. Now we're literally in the information age. If you, if you want to find out something like who was the Texas school shooter, it's on the internet. You don't have to go to a library to look it up. It's instant information. We didn't have that back then. So as I start researching and then I find out, I asked my agent why he looks like Joseph Mengele. I asked why my murdered brother, David, who wrote a book entitled The Whistleblower and a screenplay, um, he was murdered on a high satanic holiday. It was a contrived murder. Um, and it was April 28, 2007 in Mission Beach. He had, he had written about Bush, the Vatican, and my family. And he came to warn me. He lived with the homeless for two years, 20 minutes away from me. And then he was murdered on Mission Beach. I did not retrieve his body. I knew that the bones that I got back, the ashes I got back were not his. 
I was told by my husband that he had been liquidated and they had been drugging me at the time. And then subsequently in my research, I found out that one of the assets that my brother has is a shoe company. So I realized that David is actually oh, being no. worn as shoes. And That's Mr. Red Shoes, uh, yes, Mr. Red Shoes, he also represents Bill Maher. Now, when I say represent, I mean that they all have their own management companies, but they're on his list. So, mm-hmm. you know, his list is, is huge. He's a, an agent, a director, um, a, a manager, and a producer. And, uh, and also has ties to the presidents, much like John Walsh, but John Walsh's ties are very uh, overt. So you can see his ties, which I've been spending almost uh, the better half of a year revealing those ties and PowerPoints that I've been doing on Dave Zublick, Dark Outpost on Rumble. I'm on Fridays. Now I'm on talking about Hollywood from 10 to 1 Central Standard Time every Friday. So this is one of the things that I was going to talk about is the Texas school shooting. When people want to know, you know, my foundational knowledge about MK Ultra is because I was involved in a paperclip project, which I believe its inception uh, was in Ives Estates, the one that I was involved in. Um, and people don't understand that Miami and that Florida in and of itself was very instrumental to where the Nazi scientists uh, became involved. For instance, the space program by Warner Von Braun was from Cape Canaveral. So we had more CIA agents in Florida than we did in Langley because of its peninsula, because of its uh, capacity for, uh, for international criminal endeavors. Um, and also because of its proximity to Cuba and then the Bahamas in which they were setting up straw companies uh, and there were sex trafficking, drug trafficking um, through the Bahamas and through all the out islands, which they're still doing. And that's another another show that I'll be talking about in uh, who has a secret island. And there are many secret islands out there. Uh, the Canadian uh, Nagard, is that how you say his name, Jeff? Um, yeah, Nagard. Nagard. Nygaard, he also has uh, an island out there, and he's one of the most prolific. He is Canada's Epstein, put it that way. So I so research I everything. Wanna, I research. Go ahead. Before we before we go on, just in case people aren't aware of the school shooting, I think everybody's probably aware of the school shooting. But before you go into the MK Ultra project, what I'd like to do is read a CNN, just a brief part of a CNN article to kind of tell you how they mind and and program us as with propaganda. Okay. And I'm going to read it from CNN because that way you can start to read through the propaganda because they're usually the worst. So the headline is not necessarily about the school shooting, by the way, it, the, the main title is labeled May 25th, Texas shooting news. Okay. So under this 11 hours ago and 34 minutes, and we're recording this at May on May 26th, around 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so this article came out about 12 hours ago, and the title of the article is New Zealand PM Jacinda Ardern shares gun reform experience with U.S. politicians. While on a visit to U.S., New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern shared her country's experience with gun reform in discussion with the Democratic and Republican representatives on Wednesday. That's all we need to know, people, right there. So they're telling us right there what this shooting was all about. And 
believe it or not, they do plan these things and Penny is going to lay out how they do it. And we have to wake up as regular people like myself. I would have never guessed this. Like back in the Sandy Hook, I believe that Sandy Hook happened. Okay, I believe that it happened the way that it was that that they that the news media said it was. But we have to realize this is not real. That people, that, yes, the shooting is real, but it's really planned. Okay, this is really planned, and sometimes it's planned by our government. There's going to be other things we're going to be exposing next week with many other science scientists, architects. And other things that are going to be brought forth. But today, I really hope that all of you will listen to Penny in terms of how they manipulate the regular population. Penny, I'm sorry to have interrupted, but I just want to make sure that people really understand how the manipulation starts. Well, if I could make one quick point as well before we go back to Penny. And I know Penny has a, a bunch of slides to show as well. Um, listen, folks. They do these false flags, and I call it a false flag. It was a real event, but it's a false flag because it was set up. They're doing it because they're scared. Yes. They're scared of you. So we need to start taking back the power en masse. That's mm -hmm. the key words, because in our togetherness, they crumble. And uh, I'm, hopefully next week we'll get to my uh, the, the show I want to do on the the WEF and uh, something that well, I believe came from God and uh, a real strong action plan on what we can do against these people uh, because they're all in the same club. And this they're is the other one that I want people to pay attention to because some people think this guy is good. It's Alan Dershowitz. He was on the Epstein flight logs. This is his banner on his podcast today. Ban assault rifles, not abortions. So that's the other thing. That's what they're, that's what this is all about. It's, you yeah, know, and he was on Epstein Island as yeah. well. Yep. So, yep. And he's on the flight log. Jeff, we don't know that he made it to the island because we have no proof of that yet that I've seen, but we do know that he signed in on the flight log. So, claiming to the plane supposedly landed there. So, who knows what else because we don't want to be sued. But you know what? Like, if they want to sue us, maybe we just open up the books and do a little discovery on this and That's find right. out what, where he really was. So That's why they'll never come after us. Yeah. Sorry, Penny. Anyway. I didn't mean to interrupt. And I know, I know sometimes people think that I interrupt, but I really like, really want people to hear what you're saying in terms of how we are manipulated and what their real agenda is and how to discover the real agenda. Just go to CNN, see what their headlines are a day later. This has nothing to do with actual children or the families or the parents. You know, this has everything to do with the guns and the abortions. And power. You got to remember the United States is the largest standing civilian army in the world and that scares them. That's why the United States is so important but uh let, let's get on to this uh this mass shooting and get your thoughts penny because you've given a lot of thought to it so uh please take it away yes i wanted to explain that my definition my broad-based definition of mk ultra is uh is different from some others i had someone that said oh i don't want you to be on my show because your definition of mk ultra isn't right basically mk ultra is in in my mind it is uh the controlling uh, fundamental uh, tool of the new world order. It's been, mind control has been uh, 
a goal since man became enslaving man, since man was on this earth. So MKUltra is just like kind of a new brand name for it. It doesn't just mean those that are super soldiers, those that have been uh, created MPD and a multiple personality disorder and DID. It has a much broader base application. They, the CIA told us that there were over 150 uh, sub-projects. There, there are thousands upon thousands. What we know of some projects are just what they've let us know. So uh, MK Ultra basically essentially is control of the media, control of uh, the television, control of theatrical, control of government, which is govern the mental aspects of individuals. So it has a much broad base, much broad, uh, broader scope than what people look at. It also involved um, genetic manipulation and bio warfare. So, you know, these are just some of the sub-projects, which there, again, I believe there are thousands. So under under controlling the mind, there are many different aspects, which it would take too long to go through all of those different aspects. I did want to start with this one slide, 17. Are my slides up? Oh, Can you see the sorry, slides? Just... There we go. Okay. So this one slide that someone sent me the other day, it was something that Michael Jaco put out because we've been talking about super soldiers and my friend is married to uh, a super soldier who was actually in Afghanistan and at the Euphrates and his entire team was uh, taken out by an IED. So this is just something that she sent me. It says, they are being activated. Expect many more shootings with Democrats screaming for gun control. Resist the attempt to steal the Second Amendment. Guns don't shoot people. People shoot people. Take away the guns and the real monsters will have their way with us. And I show, he shows a picture of the Manchurian candidate, which I have a small cut of that. And this is, I'm just going to, I'm going to go into the military aspects of MK Ultra, which again, there are many different faucets, okay? So this 18-year-old gunman who allegedly shot and killed 19 children, I think it's now 20 children, or I think it's up to 21. So yeah, 19 children and two adults at a Texas elementary school cryptically messaged a stranger, I'm about to, just hours before he opened fire on the children. Salvador Ramos was identified as a suspect in the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde on Tuesday. Texas Governor Greg Abbott said he was killed by the police after the shooting. So here's what he looks like. And we're not going to have the benefit of understanding a great deal about the psychology of this individual because he's dead. Where in the Marjorie Stoneman um, shooting, which was in Florida, which was an MK Ultra op uh, operation, we do, we do have uh, an ability to understand the fundamental psych psychology behind this individual who uh, he was born... Uh, he was adopted, but his his actual mother, I say surrogate mother, his actual mother was incarcerated for crack. So he was a crack baby. And um, and we're talking about Nicholas Cruz, not this individual. I don't have enough information on him yet. So it will be forthcoming. Um, but in the Nicholas Cruzman uh, situation, Nicholas Cruz situation, he was uh, he was on ROTC. He had told people that he, had, he was talking with demons. I have a clip on that. Um, and uh, he was, you know, when you're in ROTC, that is military there. And then also I couldn't find it again because I researched this in, um, in its inception, the cruise shooting, because I did my 
thesis, my master's thesis on school shootings. And uh, I recognized automatically what it was. The parents, his parents were from Long Island, which that's where Montauk is. And uh, they wanted children. They couldn't have children. So they adopted two children from the same woman who was incarcerated for, uh, for meth addiction in jail. So that's a, that's a fundamental understanding. He also had psychiatric intervention. He also was on, on psychiatric meds or some kind of medication that they were giving him, which in my estimation, um, I, have, I have a list of like 39 mass uh, shooters that were all on some kind of big pharma. So, you know, not saying that they didn't already have psychological uh you know, problems, but what were the creation of the psychological problems? Was it an exception of birth? Was it SRA, satanic ritual abuse? You know, was it military indoctrination? Um, you know, so there's a myriad of reasons for some of these school shootings. So here is just an example, and I'm going to cite fair use section 106 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Under section 107 of the Copyright Act, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, education, and research. This is the Manchurian Candidates, Paramount Pictures in 2004. It's a remake of a 1964 Manchurian Candidate, which uh, we had Satanist Frank Sinatra in that one. Um, so the Manchurian candidate is Denzel Washington, who I believe is Boulay Illuminati, and Liv Schreiber, which that is a very German name. Here we go. This scene, let me just set it up. This scene, he's in the White House. His mother has just triggered him by playing a card game. He, he gets the Queen of Diamonds or the Queen of Hearts, and then she instructs him. He's now full on under MK Ultra, which is this is how it works, or it suggested a code word or whatever. She's his handler. But he's in the White House. So the premise of this was to put people in the White House as sleeper agents so they could control him. They open up the walls, and they take him into this room, and they adjust his implant. Hello, Raymond. Hello. Do you remember me? No, sir, I don't. Brilliant. We've got 20 minutes for a little check-up from the neck up, gentlemen, so if we could take a jacket, sit down. And these are triggering scenes, so just want to put that out there for people that are under MPA Ultra, they use uh, codes, they use uh, hand signals, colors. Uh, they also use smells, but you don't have smell of it. They use, um, you know, lighting effects, which you know what that's about, Jeff. Um, they use uh, you know, strings of, of codes and pictograms that will elicit uh, mesmerism or hypnotism through the modality of the television. The screen. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, this is Denzel, and he's going through pictures, and they all his entire team has this same narrative of this scene, which they brought forth because they put him under MK Ultra. They put him, put headgear on him. They hypnotized him. They made him do some crazy things, kill people, whatever. But they all shared 
verbatim the same narrative. They were reiterating the same narrative years after year. So Denzel's trying to figure out what happened. Um, why do they, why they all say the same exact narrative and what this desire was, was for this individual to then be declared a hero, kind of like McCain, and then bring him forth as a presidential candidate, which they could control. Now, Raymond, can you remember the death of Private Baker and Private Ingram? Yes, sir. Good. Can you describe them for me, please? We're on a routine recon inside Iraqi-controlled terrain, assessing troop strength. So he's reading from another MK Ultra that was in his team that say the exact same uh, diatribe. The mission ends without incident. We're heading back toward the command. The night is clear. Stars, but no moon. Patrol is ambushed. We're engaging by ground forces with helicopter support. So I'm going to stop here. Does anyone think that this sounds like the Mockingbird Media? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and, and by the way, I just want to make it clear. Uh, so, Penny, I appreciate you describing everything. Uh, a majority of our audience is audio only uh, at this point. So when we show clips and that, we really need to describe. And so they were adjusting essentially chips. Like they they, they have these things connected to their heads. And uh, and yeah, yeah this is very much Mockingbird Media. Right. So I, I try to do that as well because even when I'm playing things, I know that Dave has some audience members that they are just audio, so they don't have the visual. So when there's, you know, writing or whatever, I try to explain it too, which is why sometimes when you're hearing the audio of the movie, you're still getting the gist of the situation, sometimes without the benefit of seeing it. Captain Marco knocked unconscious. Ensuing firefight, Eddie Ingram gets himself separated to the left. Baker goes after him. Incoming mortar shell kills them both instantly before I'm able to locate and eliminate the source of the ordinance. Okay, so you get the concept of uh, the narration which is provided for you. And this is all provided for a military. When people were over in Vietnam and the Mockingbird media was over there, they came in from their day, they said, hey, this is what we saw. And the general said, no, that's not what you saw. This is what you saw. And if you report that you saw anything else, we will have you shot or right. you thrown in a crazy. If anybody hasn't no, already seen the Manchurian Candidate, I highly recommend that they watch the Manchurian Candidate. And also that the little clip also just showed where, you know, they're basically not only are, are they just, you know, putting this into their heads, but they're also showing photos and drawings. And it looked like maybe it was that a tattoo penny or. Um, was that just a drawing? Um, it, was, it was just actually the, the entire operation that was contrived when they were in, and I believe it might have been Kabul because Kabul was a trigger word for me. I'm not military. I was never in the military, but apparently I was in the military industrial entertainment complex. And as I said, I'm still retrieving memories as to what they did to me when I was a an infant. Um, so that's going to be a lifelong endeavor as to how they used me because they used me as a covert operative and an agent in uh, in their espionage, but it was unbeknownst to me. And Kathy O'Brien talks about how it's actually happened. So I was talking to Jeff about when um, I felt, because I've been watched my entire life, every second of my life, 
when I flew out to a band called Way Out West, and um, there was a, one of Prince's guitar players I got in an argument about me putting, I had this Mac class that was like a big TV screen. And I got an argument with him. He wanted to put his axe in. They had this door that the captain had. And so the, the, the um, stewardess was like, no, there's room for both of you. And then he ends up sitting right next to me. And I was angry still, you know, because we got in this argument. I'm like, I'm not going to talk to this person. But then he says to me a string of words that I say. He says, I always felt, this is his opening line. I always felt that Vegas was a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah, right? That's my words he said to me. So when you're talking about strings of code words, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that these children, when they have these MKO psychiatrists and they put them on these very drugs, which some of the antidepressants drugs actually cause depression and suicidal ideations. If you mix them with alcohol or with any other kind of drugs, you can have an explosive reaction. But some of these shooters that we're talking about, they, they literally uh, were on a myriad of uh, big pharma drugs. Donald Ewing Cameron uh, was the head of the World Psychological Association. And Donald Ewing Cameron worked with the AMA, the American Medical Association, the ADA, the American um, Dental Association, and the APA, the American Psychological Association, while he was breaking minds and writing the, the first DSM, Diagnostic Statistical Manual for Mental Health, he was working to create pharmacology to continue his MK Ultra experiments. And then he would say that these people were schizophrenic when in fact they were MK Ultra victims. And then they were drugging them. So it was it was a big pharma working in conjunction with the military uh, to MK Ultra mind control the populace and to benefit financially. Here cool. is the breaking news on the Uvalde school shooting. And there's 21 dead now. It's just so much. Breaking news tonight, a shooting at an elementary school in Texas leaves 18 children, second, third, and fourth graders dead, as well as two adults, as well as a suspect. It is the deadliest school shooting in Texas history and the deadliest since the Sandy Hook shooting almost a decade ago. All of this unfolding at Robb Elementary School in the small town of Uvalde, Texas this morning at about 1030. Uh, that town is about 70 miles uh, just north of the U.S.-Mexico border, 80 miles west of San Antonio. We've also learned that the 18-year-old shooter is dead, apparently killed by police responding to that shooting. Now, the video you're looking at shows parents at a civic center in the town of Uvalde where they were given information about their children. President Biden addressed the nation just a short while ago and his remarks, very personal. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. There's a hollowness in your chest. You feel like you've been sucked into it. Never going to be able to get out. Suffocating. The flag at the White House was lowered half staff after the school shooting in Texas, and President Biden has ordered flags on all federal buildings nationwide to be lowered as well. Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman responding and tweeting, we can't imagine the pain the families in Uvalde, Texas are experiencing. The loss of these innocent lives is beyond comprehension. We are horrified, and may their souls rest in peace. Okay, so there's more, uh, you know, more things like that. But essentially, when they have these shootings, it is to take away the guns from American citizens. That is the main reason for 
for the promulgation of these shootings. I'm not saying that that was this individual's uh, goal. I don't know how he was MK altered or what happened to this individual. We may not know. They may not. Be I not just want to say one thing regarding that clip as well. So there's a couple things that we have to pay attention to that I believe that needs to be researched. And maybe some of our um, diggers out there can can dig some of these things. Uh, I start to immediately pay attention to this first mayor of Las Vegas. Right. The first person that's like giving a um, quote. OK, so the first people that give quotes, example, the first person for the CVID in Miami to give a quote or to say that they had CVID is also our mayor, Francis Suarez, who is also at Davos. OK, so we have to pay attention oh, wow. to the little things <laughs> like that. Yeah. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Really, you can't. He was the first person on CNN. He said he had gone to meet President Trump at Mar-a-Lago or something. They had a meeting and then he had COVID right after. Okay. So he's the first person with COVID locked down in his home, fear factoring all of the freedom lovers of Miami, Florida. And so I would just encourage some of our diggers to maybe look into the mayor of Las Vegas. Okay. Sorry, Penny. I just wanted to interject there just so we can know like what we need to pay attention to because the people that make the quotes first are very important because, you know, they know that that means, I believe that means that that can be a controlled person. I agree. Um, and then also the, in the, in the Nicholas Cruz shooting in the Sandy Hook, these were all the Nicholas Cruz shooting incident. I believe that was the shot heard on the world. And they, the person that came out at the town meeting, of course she had a shaved head because she was MK Ultra. And um, the the Secret Service had been there, I think, I thought it was three weeks before, but when I'm looking back, reviewing it, now it says that they were there two months before trying to uh, see if there were any security breaches. And um, the information that I had researched on that shooting, I can't find it all. I'd have to actually go back and look through uh, my notes, which are in storage. But, um, you know, the, the as far as I knew, um, he was... Nicholas was absolutely controlled by the military. Now, I don't know if we're going to find that here, but you see the shooter who he sent he gunned down 19 children, two adults, and it says he DM'd an 18-year-old suspect. And here's a, here's the photo that he tagged her in. And then here are some of his messages to her. He sent a message um, on IG to a girl said, I got a secret to tell you. I'm about to, he says, what? About to what? Good morning. He says, I'll tell you before 11, right? And 11, again, is a very instrumental number to the Illuminati. And actually, that is one of the names that they called me, Agent X11. I was married to Steve Zenos. And so he was called Dr. X and I was called, I was Mrs. X. And then 11, uh, many people don't know, but the their Netflix series called Stranger Things. And there's a little girl in there called 11 and that's actually me. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> okay, so. Um, yeah. So Salvador Ramos was his name. Of many of the disturbing DMs he sent, this one was the most chilling. I got a little secret I want to tell you. I'm about to. Apparently, he never revealed his exact attentions, dancing around the subject, playing coy as a girl engaged, totally confused and flabbergasted. The man went back and forth with her for a while, telling her she ought to be grateful he tagged her. And then on Tuesday, he said this, I'm air out. The girl didn't know what he was talking about. She 
the knowledge as much with follow-up questions. Um, there were some other uh, photos circulating uh, on the web showing a person which it, it, it was deemed it wasn't him wearing uh, female clothes, wearing dresses, but it wasn't well, him. I have a so question, I'm not Penny. Using do, you, do you think that um, like when, when they are, you know, on social media making these posts, um, is this, I mean, I know this may seem like a silly question, but is this part, like, does, are they having a break in the MK Ultra or is that a part of what they want them to do? I think it's a part of it because they're now, um, they're now flashing the, their bravado on social media and their intent to commit a heinous act. And there will be, uh, there will be uh, signs, you know, like Nicholas Cruz had signs for years and years um, as to, you know, what, it, what his disposition was. He said he had, he had dreams. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go a little bit further on this one, then we'll take you to Nicholas Cruz because I do know a little bit more about that situation. But there well, again, you, this. Let me ask you a quick question on that, on the thing. This is a, just a thought that came to mind. So he didn't really say a lot, right, in that post. He didn't say, you know, like he was going to, it was basically like this very vague message. So are we have to ask ourselves, are they also using that to be able to monitor social media even more? you know, to take away our freedoms there, you know, is that yes. one of the reasons? Okay. Let, let me pipe yes. in there for a second, because okay. one of the, one of the narratives, of course, on the right, and, and we, we all know that the left-right paradigm isn't real, uh, but one of the narratives is, hey, they're coming for our guns, and, you know, but we're here to fight for you, so vote for us, it's the illusion of choice, of course, but I'll tell you what I really think this is about the minority report which is encapsulating of your social media it's encapsulating of of everything it's encapsulating of taking away the guns of course uh but it's all about making you guilty by accusation which we've already seen happen because if you're on what they call the political right right now you're guilty by accusation where the left just commits crimes and there's no repercussions so they're conditioning people right now so the elites can do whatever they want essentially but if you are just a commoner for instance uh and you posted something that they want to or they planted something on your social media well now we can lock you up we can put you in an insane asylum we can put you in whatever it is all about power and control and uh and and by the way this uh this guilty by accusation uh, really leads into what they want to bring out, which is the social credit score, which is a big part of this. So uh, that's the play behind these false flags, in my opinion. And 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 Jeff, you're exactly right. So the social credit score was discussed at Davos. That could lead into if you so much as post a photo of yourself with a gun, um, then they would have an excuse to try to you know, invade your social credit score, take away your home, take away your car, take away your right to buy anything um, just because of something so vague. That's one reason I was curious what Penny's thoughts were so that it was intentional. I mean, so we know, you know, because you would think that they, you know, if it weren't, you know, it could kind of go both sides that if it were an actual if it were an actual message to, you know, it, it could be a little bit more, you know, like 
I'm thinking about, I think the messages, Penny, one thing I'm curious in your research when we go through this and I'll look up things too and share with you, but what the, what the social media messages were for these shooters, like all along, how they progressed. I think that's something we have to pay attention to. Yes. Um, My my friend who, uh, her husband, her name is Monica and her husband, um, there was a five hour SWAT standoff with her and her husband. You should definitely interview Monica. And uh, he he is a satanic super soldier. And uh, like for real, we're not, he was in the military. He was in Afghanistan. Um, She said that he was posting things on his social media. So she's trying to determine she's doing copious amounts of research right now, trying to figure out everything that happened to her. Um, And he was also involved with the church and the church. It's not just the church because the the church will also um, mind control you. But we're talking about the mind control facilitations are everywhere. So it's the entertainment. So you can get mind control from music, which tells you to go out and shoot and kill. You can get mind control from a movie, which tells you to go out and shoot and kill. You can get mind control from a copycat watching um, a, a shooting like this on the news and say, I want to be famous. I don't care if I get killed or not. And you're a Satanist. Um, and, and that's your objective is to go out. Uh, destruction is the objective of the Satanists. They're not creators. They are destructors, deceivers, the fathers of lies. So when when Cruz talks about that he was speaking with demons and he's kind of being dismissed in this in, in interrogation with this police officer who doesn't believe that he's actually talking to demons. Personally, I believe he was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's an update, a news update about uh, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School Shooters Trial, which just happened um, on the twenty. This is this article is the twenty third, two thousand two. So they were they had a, a slog of uh, picking juries, jurors, but a fifty eight high school teacher came in wearing a t shirt that of the the colors of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. It said teacher strong. And then there were hashtags found on T-shirts and bumper stickers. So basically, they bring the woman in, and uh, there's the, uh, not that we're looking for a mistrial, but then they had to replace the jury for the sentencing jury. So this was just in the news, okay? Um, and a lot of a lot of actions I found have something to do with movie premieres, with releases of certain movies, which. And Penny, do you also think that the teacher strong could also be a way for them to like to to put some focus on that to raise money? So the other thing that might be interesting to look into for us all to look into is who was there a teacher strong movement that was gathering money for for the school for the shooting? Yeah. So I think that's something else we have to leave the courtroom and uh, the. The uh, judge said the entire group should be dismissed because the shirt possibly could have been prejudiced others against Cruz and prosecutors agreed. She said he hadn't noticed the T-shirt until Neil brought it up, another person, and wondered if other potential jurors would have either. But she eventually agreed after both sides warned the T-shirt could become an issue on appeal if the jury sentences Cruz to the death penalty. They argued it wasn't worth the risk of having to retry the case. So that's like mistrial, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. My t-shirt. Off of a okay. t-shirt. But they but they're so trying to bring attention to this too, though. You know what I'm saying? Like the the media bringing 
just doing their normal propaganda of making a small thing like a t-shirt such a big deal. Yes. But, and especially but again, teacher strong, teacher strong. That's all that the t-shirt said, right? Teacher strong. Right. But everything is important. And mm -hmm. Sheriff Scott Israel was removed because of this case. Your Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel. I've done a lot of research on him too. And a lot of research on, uh, Miami PD and uh, Hollywood PD. So I'm just going to scroll down to this one section uh, where they're talking a little bit about um, the Mar Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Park Parkland case. And um, this is about three minutes and 10 seconds. I'll just scroll through it. New report highlighting security failures in Parkland School Massacre. Now, this as chilling images emerge of the accused shooter inside Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School during the, the attack. ABC's Ariel Reshef is here with the details on that. Ariel, good morning. Good morning to you guys. Those images from inside the high school showing the moments leading up to the deadly rampage and a series of apparent security failures by police and school officials. A warning if there are children in the room, the content here may be disturbing. This morning, chilling images and 911 calls from the Parkland Massacre, painting a timeline of terror. 19-year-old Nicholas Cruz, seen here loading an AR-15 in the hallway of Stoneman Douglas High School as a frightened freshman walks past. The Sun Sentinel reporting that according to that freshman, Cruz telling him, you'd better get out of here, things are going to start getting messy. Moments later, Cruz killing 17 students and staff. Oh my God. The release of surveillance videos and audio, all part of a scathing draft report from a Florida State Commission, shining a light on a host of fateful security missteps. If we can't protect our children in schools, you're acquainted with Sheriff Brady Judge, right? Are you acquainted with Sheriff Brady Judd? Grady Judd, I'm not really familiar with him. Oh, it, oh, wait, he's the Disney. He's the Disney guy. Yes, he is. Yeah. Doors unlocked, gates open, allowing crews to get inside undetected. He got into the 1200 building because that door was unlocked and unstaffed, and that we say that that is a security failure. A campus security monitor failing to call a code red after seeing crews carrying a rifle bag. The report saying the spray of bullets set off a fire alarm. Okay, so is it possible that they already knew about this kid? He wasn't even allowed on campus with a backpack. Is it possible that this was controlled and they wanted this to happen? There were many other things about the scene. I want to take you to the one, um, the one thing where he's talking about the demons. Okay. Oh, and here's another one. So while he's in custody, he starts walking around. I'm not even going to play this one because it's silent. He starts walking around this the guard, and then he attacks the guard, and he's he's in custody, and he's like he's proving that he's pretty much crazy. Here's one of the things he said on social media: "My name is Nick. I'm going to be the next school shooter of 2018." Cruz said in the first of his video clips. He was doing videos. My goal is to at least 20 people. It's going to be a big event. Parkland Peter said before laughing, and when you see me on the news, you all know who I am. I am nothing. I am no one, who stated. My life is nothing and meaningless. I live a lone life. I live in seclusion and solitude. I hate everyone and everything. 
and he and he had a brother. So his brother, when he got interrogated, his brother sees him in. Um, see if I can scroll back to that. His brother uh, finds him in. Um, at the end of the interview, they let his brother see him, and then he starts crying. So here it says, suspected Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz told his therapist he dreamed about killing. Is it possible that these dreams were instituted in him? You know, that voice the skull can actually intercede into your thoughts. They call it voice to voice of God, which we all know it's not voice of God. Mm -hmm. It is technology. And if you know the voice of God, then you will be able to intercede with this technology. But when you're drawing these individuals... They're, and they're having difficulties. And then some are absolute Satan. So they've already pledged their allegiance to Satan and they're going to do Satan's deeds on this planet. So years before the Parkland school shooting, Cruz described a dream he had about killing people, his loneliness and his obsession with going on YouTube to research wars. Years before he confessed to police that he walked into his former high school with an assault rifle and killed 17 students and faculty. Nicholas Cruz stole a student told a school therapist about his violent dreams, obsession with guns, and desire to hurt people, according to his psychiatric file obtained by the Miami Herald. They also sent him to a place called Anderson, which Anderson has been around for a very long time. I remember when I was in uh, at Henry D. Perry Junior High School that I saw, I was going to the guidance counselor, and I saw this kid, and he was following me. I thought he was following me, but he was going, he didn't belong to our school, and he's going into these different doors. So I tell the the counselor um, and Mr. Russo, and then he decides that I must be paranoid. And I also told him I had dreams that come true, so that couldn't be right, right? So he calls my mom, and then my he's, he says, uh, would like to take her to Henderson. So I go to Henderson, and I talk to the lady. She says, why do you think you're here? I said, well, because I know things that happen. Uh, before they happen and uh, because I saw this kid at my school and I don't know if he was following me but he didn't belong in our school and I told I thought maybe he was following me I don't know so she says there's nothing wrong with you and then my mom goes in and my mom comes out just mad as a hatter just would you tell her about me so my mom was an MK Ultra handler she was a dark witch she read from the book of dead she tortured me in many extreme modalities. But what actually happened was later on, a kid came in Mr. Brandis's uh, science class that I was there. He looked at me and then he held Mr. Brandis up with a gun and took his car keys. So I guess I wasn't crazy after all. Wow. So, um, and Mr. Brandis was also Johnny Depp's science teacher. Okay, so um, going going back on to, I, I peppered these things just a little bit about myself. I mean, Penny, this is like, this is so loaded that it's like, you know, this small, again, we go back to the small group of people, you know, of handlers, like basically controlling the entire world and all of the people that are in the news that we're all hearing about and the whole attention diversion. I mean, think about Johnny Depp. How much attention are they giving his trial right now? Or, you know, like. Yes. And my estimation is a live action role play. Both of them are yeah. a bit psychotic. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just propagation for Johnny's movies. Um, yeah. Okay. So here is, here it is. He talks about demons. I wanted to play this before we went out of time. And the demons are real. Satan is real. Satanists are real. They are satanically, ritually abusing children. 
They are, uh, they're killing them. They're doing blood sacrifices. They're, they're eating human flesh and they're drinking their blood. If you think it's all a lark, I, I ask you, please do the research, but I'm here to testify that these things are actually going on. So here's and Nicholas, so this is Nicholas Cruz here talking. Yeah, he's an interrogation, yep. but well, I don't know. If I, I don't have the whole thing. I just got a little itty bitty piece. But the the cop is like being disingenuous because I was married to a cop, and they are Freemasons. The higher up in the hierarchy they go, the more satanic they are. So I'm not saying every chief of police is a satanist, but I am saying that that is how you rise Both. in uh, yes in the Illuminatus role. So. Just, I don't know if you can see him like being poo pooing him and saying, oh, that's all fake, which it wasn't. But I tried to pick a good clip. Those families believe the release of the interrogation tapes of Nicholas Cruz is another example of how the team fell through the cracks. We took the tape to a clinical psychologist, local news reporter Terrell Fournay, is live down with their analysis from those tapes. Terrell. Well, everything from the admitted school shooter's posture to his choice of words were analyzed. And to a trained eye, Nicholas Cruz showed traits of being psychotic, depressive, and also uh, having suffered trauma early in his life. I think you're using the demon as an excuse. I'm not. For much of the interrogation, Nicholas... See what he says to him? I think you're using the demon as an excuse. Really? What right. if the demon is actually telling kill people let's just be dismissive of this guy's you know just let's let's put it on mental illness which you know and that's a whole nother you know story that we have to that we'll have to go into but let's just say the demon has been talking to him since he was a little kid screw yeah. appeared to be suicidal even seen cutting himself deserve to die and when the detective decided to restrain Cruz with handcuffs for his own safety, Cruz seemed perplexed. Okay. That's so you don't hurt yourself. All right? Why don't you want me to hurt myself? Because what does the demon say about me? I'm a nice guy. I mean, ah! Oh! <laughs> I have no words. It's really shock. It's really shocking the way the way. Uh, I mean, so for the for the listeners, there they have Nicholas Cruz basically like in a plastic chair with he looks like, like like he's got like a hospital gown on, and he's what he's handcuffed him so he's not going to hurt himself so the demons don't hurt him. I mean, is that what he's? I can't really tell. But he's making fun of them. He's literally making fun. What the demons say to you? They tell you, "I'm a good guy." Wow. Because the demon's lying. Yeah. What's exactly. your takeaway? What are we seeing? Well, I believe we're seeing someone that unfortunately fits the profile of our school shooters in our country. We sat down with licensed psychologist Dr. Scott Poland today from the College of Psychology at North Southeastern University. Analyzing the lengthy police interrogation video minute by minute. Because it doesn't fit into the story you're telling no, right no, now. No, I'm telling you the story. It's just, it's just true. It's well, just, why are you looking at your arm now? I'm, not, I'm trying to understand why. Well, 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 why did you want to stop the demon? I don't know. <laughs> because you, I think you like the demon. No, I don't. He's obviously decompensating. I can't imagine the amount of stress the young man is i just literally cannot imagine the the type of interrogations and these people who actually do serve satan that are literally mocking an individual who is telling them i have been talking to this demon and he's and he can't he doesn't have the ability to fight the demon 
But yet this guy is just totally mocking him. And, you know, is it possible that he's, you know, paranoid delusional? Or is it actually possible that some of the mental illnesses that, that they're talking about are actually demonic activity? Right. Just putting it out there. Under, um, trying to gauge how much remorse, how much he understands the reality of what he's done. But he's clearly very disturbed. Cruz's brother Zachary is brought into the room later into the night. Now, this is when his brother comes in. And his brother also had to serve time in a mental facility, too. So they both had some major issues uh, psychologically. And the mother had said that, you know, she couldn't control them. By the way, the father died. And then I think it was a couple of months before this action happened, his mother died of pneumonia. And then when he went to go get like a, a, a lawyer that's uh, given to you by the state, he inherited a million dollars. I don't know if the people that took care of him are now the guardians of that million dollars, but then he didn't qualify for uh, indigency because he had a million dollars. So what was that all about too? It's, it's never what you see on its face. It always requires significant um, study and research. The two hug and Nicholas sobs almost immediately. <laughs> and seeing his brother, I think, helps him recognize truly the enormity of the horrific act that he has committed. Okay, so that that is basically, I just wanted to, to put that forth, um, you know, as we're winding down about that particular thing in which he did say that he was talking to demons. So you and I know this is a supernatural world and you and I know that the demons actually do exist. So, you know, what demons was he talking to? Was he a Satanist or did he have some demonic intervention that happened? And you can, these demons can also be disseminated through frequency, the frequency of music, the frequency of television. You know, that's a whole nother, uh, a whole nother show in of itself about interdimensional beings, which are uh, malevolent um, beings, which are intercessors. You know, maybe some of them actually came from dimensional, from uh, like CERN is opening dimensional ports. And it also is creating, um, it's creating a black energy. Uh, well, for, and, and uh, Penny, don't you think too, you know, when it comes to entertainment, like with, with what kids are watching now, I mean, there is a cartoon called Demon Slayers out there. Um, we have children playing video games that are very demonic with guns. And so I wonder very how many realistic. Yeah, and they're very realistic, exactly. Matter of fact, uh, they're so realistic that some of the footage is actually, if I'm not mistaken, used to train our military. Um, so yes. I, I just wonder how many of these parents are begging for the this entertainment to go away or even removing it from their own households with their own children because there is no way I would, um, you know, as a, as a constitutionalist who loves, you know, our second amendment, I would never allow my children or grandchildren to play these games that are um, encouraging people to shoot at each other, even in a video game. So we have to ask ourselves, why is it the government asking for those things to be taken away? Because it's a way to mind control your children. I'll give you just a, a brief example. I was in, I, I did background work, so you never see me in any scenes. And I was um, 
I was on this set for Silk Stockings, which I know now that my brother was pretty much behind everything that I was in. So he was my stalker. And when I got locked up, my brother asked me, what are you here? He said, you know, we have stalking laws in Chicago. And I'm like, really? You're going to tell me that I'm stalking my stalker who put me in this television series, Silk Stockings, and has been stalking me my whole life? So um, my my point being that when I researched the inception of the, the person, it was Stu Siegel Productions, who was one of the producers of Silk Stockings. I researched Stu Siegel Productions. He was a hardcore pornographer. He worked with Marilyn Chambers, which was behind the green door. And then in 91, he starts Stu Siegel Productions. So a hardcore pornographer starts Stu Siegel Productions. And then Stu Siegel Productions now trains the military and, uh, and um, the police officers in a program called STOP. How does a hardcore pornographer go from being a pornographer to being into the entertainment, military industrial entertainment complex to then training our military and our police in live action role play on set and then through virtual reality? Yeah. And then uh, speaking of the green door, there's also the green door. There's a, a I, I believe it's like a swingers club or something of that nature in Las Vegas called the green door. Did you know that? No. Like I don't I'm, I'm I sure. Las Vegas. I, lost I gigged in Las Vegas. Vegas. I, I gigged in Las Vegas. I lived there for a year, but I also played in Vegas. Wow. I'm curious if the if the green door there has any connection to the other green door that you just re referenced. Everything's connected. So, you know, I, I, I tell people, understand that there are connections to everything. When you start reaching, when you start researching sex trafficking, it's going to lead you to the Vatican. When you start researching, you know, uh, the mob, it's going to lead you to the Vatican because the Vatican mob. Um, and then that's going to lead you to a whole nother thing, a whole nother sphere of reptilians and intercession of who is actually running the secret government. I mean, it's a rabbit hole. Once you start down one rabbit hole to try and protect the children and find out why millions of children are disappearing, it's going to lead you to a whole conundrum of things. And I, I fell down that rabbit hole in March of 2016. And I, when I escaped my um, MK Ultra handlers, and I haven't stopped since then. And, and I hope that we can have you back on. Jeff, I think you're muted. Um, <laughs> I could tell Jeff is wanting to say something. Oh, yeah, I, I mute when the video is playing to avoid yeah. echo because my yeah. computer picks my, my microphone is right here. So that, uh, thank you for pointing that out. Uh, just kind of want to bring this full circle. And, uh, and you know, we'll close off with maybe this discussion. But I was taking some notes as we're going through and I'm thinking about what's happened, you know, particularly in the last couple of years, last few decades. And, you know, uh, because school shootings never happened when we were in school, uh, you know, per people of my vintage, I'm in my fifties, uh, Christie's a deck, you know, she's in her forties and I'm not sure about Penny, but, uh, we're, we're all of a, of a senior vintage. So forties, fifties, sixties. And, uh, if we think about the things that have happened, so first of all, what was the major turning point in the school systems? They removed God. Yes. Okay. None of this stuff happened when God was in the classroom, folks. So this has got to be a priority. We have to start pushing for faith and morals to go back mm -hmm. into school. 
Um, the other thing is, you had mentioned, and I'm so glad you did, Penny, the antidepressants. Uh, antidepressants are psychotic drugs. Yes. They, they actually strip people of their lives. I have a lot of experience with people in my life who have been on them. And, you know, we don't know all of the effects uh, of them, but I think that somehow they are also involved. But also in the last couple of years, we've had lockdowns, isolations, mm -hmm. which, remo which removes the human element. And so what happens is when you're removed, people pass time. And for instance, this, uh, this Texas guy, apparently the Texas shooter, spent a lot of time playing Grand Theft Auto where you go and you steal everything, you kill cops, you act. there's actually graphic scenes in those video games where you get to rape a woman inside of a video game. And yes, parents, you're paying, you're giving Satan $79 or whatever the cost of that video game is to program your child in this way, to desensitize your child, and to, you know, killing's fun, robbing's free, no repercussions. Uh, but also, uh, there's, as, uh, as Penny had mentioned, there's light and there's frequency. And, you know, there's all kinds of frequencies that really aren't even, aren't musical tones that are in the modern hip-hop music and things like that that are playing right now. These are not musical tones, okay? There's only 12 notes, folks. There's different octaves, but there's only 12 notes. I'll tell you, in the music today, these are not notes, their frequencies. And now we have, you know, people taking the jibber jabs and putting this stuff inside of them with this glycoline or whatever it's called, the geo that makes you into an antenna. Plus people have these antidepressants. Who the heck knows what's in those? And they're activating 5G, folks. <laughs> you know, listen, yeah. all this stuff is working in concert. These things are going to ramp up. Uh, we cannot give up our guns. We need to get our faith back front and center. Listen, most people in America, in Canada, are moral people. Yes. You might not believe in God, but they're moral people. And if, if someone believes in a different faith, hey, that's okay. The truth will come out forward uh, eventually. And maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> Who's kidding? <laughs> but... Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, but listen, faith is, as long as a faith, and, and most faiths have at least an adherence to a moral code of ethics. So I say most, not all. We need to fight for this stuff to come back. We need to, parents don't think, oh, well, my parents let me, I listen to Led Zeppelin and, you know, my parents didn't like my music, so I'm just letting my child have the same grace. No. No. It's not the same. What I listened to was bad. What they're listening to is absolutely demonic right now. And it might not even be the artist. It's the producer. But one thing I do know about music and frequency, and I'm not going to stop saying this. I've said it about two or three times before on the program. Music carries the spirit of the author. Yes. So if you have a demon like Beyonce or Rihanna or Madonna or Jay-Z or any of these ones that have been mentioned, these 
these songs carry the spirit of the author and they're being attached. This is opening up doors for entities to come into you. So when this cruise kid saying that he has demons whispering, mm -hmm. it's because the doors were opened and then yeah. entering psychotic drugs and things like that, man, these people can be activated just like that. It isn't about yeah, fortifying tools. I did a report on um, on the Foo Fighters. Yeah, oh yeah, extensive. And you know I researched what? we haven't done role. that, but their movie Six 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 is about you know basically Dave yeah. Roll killing off his bandmates. Yeah, yeah, and in there, I, I did buy it because I had to watch it because I'm reporting on it. And in there, uh, oh. when he's possessed my entity, um, they. Ask him, is Dave? Is that a new, uh, like, what's the new rib? He goes, I. He goes, I found a new um, note, and they said, <laughs> and he floats out of the room. He says, it's L, so the key of L, and they're like, what? Right for Lucifer. Wow. Mm. Uh, Not well, funny, but you, you know, he's, he's telling us because his uh, he built an altar to uh, John Bonham. John Bonham bought Alistair Crowley's house. No, that was Jimmy Page. I'm an expert on those guys. <laughs> right. It didn't John Bonham um, reside there? No, that was Jimmy it Page. Did. Jimmy Page was the high occultist uh, in the band and dragged okay. them all into it. And, uh, oh, all right. Uh, okay. uh, I think John Bonham was just uh, kind of a casualty of all of that, but it was very right. occultic. Okay, yeah, you're Absolutely. right. It was Jimmy Page. It was within that same band. Yeah, yeah, it was. He built an altar. He basically sold his soul for John Bonnet. That's what he did. He's, you know, on the on the um, the soul of John Bonham, and he dedicated his life to his and his drumming career to that. Yeah, it it goes it goes very deep, and there was one ceremony in particular which scared them. And you know, it's it's funny uh, when people wonder why. You know, uh, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant never really got back together and formed a new one. I can tell you, and I have some insider information in this. I So I know the engineer, uh, personally, I've got a cell phone number, who engineered the first five Led Zeppelin albums, Eddie Kramer. And I'll tell you that Robert Plant is scared to death of Jimmy Page. Wow. Yeah. That's that's how deep this goes, and it's just gone. It's just been amplified right now. Um, hey, before before we go, uh, I promise to do this, and, and we want to. Um, Penny does a lot of this research. Obviously, she's exposing. She wants to take down the cabal. She wants to do things because she's in service of God. But what has really been put on her heart, and we've talked about the, you know, we're talking about this, this loss of children in the schools and everything right now. Uh, but we're, there's also a parent out there with a very famous father who is separated from her kids. And uh, Penny, would you just give a, a moment to tell about the Give, Send, Go for Megan Walsh? Yes. Um, Megan Walsh is the daughter of John Walsh, a former host of America's Most Wanted. He's still in the industry. He's taken her children under corrupt CPS factions. He's taken her home from out from under her. And she is fighting a very, a very hard, difficult battle 
to regain her children. So she's looking, she's been looking for a year for legal help, but that hasn't panned out. So this fund is basically just for Megan Walsh, for her essentials, whatever it is that she needs to survive. Um, and eventually, if she gets enough money, it would be wonderful if we could put it toward finding an attorney. But any attorneys that have come forward have subsequently quit, like immediately. Uh, I believe that they just don't want to be involved in this litigation with John Walsh because his connections are so prolific into, he knows all the presidents. He's been friends with Biden for 28 years. Um, and he knows the heads of the CIA, the heads of the DIA, um, you know, Scotland Yard. I mean, his contacts are epic within the entertainment and military industrial entertainment complex, as well as uh, the DOJ. So, you know, she's fighting a fight that I have not seen any other person that I know have to fight against this. So this, she is the only person that I actually uh, support in regard to financial um, and, and any financial arrangements. I have nothing to do with her consent, though. This is exclusively for Megan um, for her survival. So I encourage those who uh, want to fight corrupt CPS because that is her platform to uh, assist Megan because she's not just fighting for her children, she's fighting for yours as well. And Penny, I just want to say I've seen several um, of the interviews that you've done in combination with Megan. Megan is a very, very smart individual who, um, when we're saying that, or Penny is saying that she is basically having to fight on her own, she is having to fill out all of the paperwork and everything, basically fight her case pro se. So there are some people that, you know, want to say, you know, oh, well, she's she should be on here, you know, talking about her case herself. Well, you can't do everything. You can't be your own attorney fighting for yourself and um, being on every show. Um, and that's the reason she has Penny has been awesome. Penny, for you to have done the research that you've done, it's phenomenal. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. And um, I just want to thank you for ready. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sure Megan's ready. She will come out and, and do some more shows. But right now she's just being selective. And uh, her team that's working with her, they work for free. And they're just like you and me. There are other women that have had uh, intervention with CBS and with, uh, with John Walsh. Um, so they're apprised of who he actually is. And they're working for free. Um, you know, Penny, they're all trying to help her. So she. Is there anything researchers could do? Let's just say somebody doesn't have doesn't have money um, to give, or maybe they just have time, or they they have interest in helping research. Is there are there things that you put out on a Telegram or anything like that that people could help you kind of go down a rabbit trail, or is that not something you need? Yeah, I would say if there's any information that you want to uh, relay to me, I talk to people MK Ultras all over the world. I get my phone number out. Um, I just ask that you text my phone and say who you are. I won't answer unless you're in my contacts. So my phone is area code 619-779-9771. My email is shepherd, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, the word entertainment at gmail.com. I have a blog, which is shepherd, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, the word entertainment.blogspot.com. I also have a, a website, which isn't as updated, so... It's shepherd and then a hyphen word entertainment.com. And I just, I put my research out there. If anybody has any questions regarding MK Ultra or any um, things that they want to 
to say the most primary thing, money is is important, but prayer is the most important tool that we have. So mm -hmm. my prayer has been, please, God, reveal those that have nefarious agendas. Please let the absolute light of Christ bring forth and unveil the dark factions that are seeking to terrorize and torture um, those that are MK ultras that are targeted to individuals that are those that have been hit with direct energy weapons. If you have any questions about anything pertaining to the deep state and that aspect, please feel free to contact me and, and give me your questions and any messages that you want to, or prayers that you want to send to uh, Megan most appreciated. That is a primary you know, we need prayer for everything that we do. It's important. Because isn't she also going through, doesn't she have a can cancer or something or some type of, she had yeah, something. She, does, she, has, she has melanoma on her nose. So she's been trying to fight it with natural, uh, natural means. And, um, you know, she, she is a healer. She's an intuitive healer. She also uh, is a, a singer. She had a recording contract. She had her own clothing business, but every endeavor that she sought out, her parents said they would support her. Then when she wasn't compliant, they withdrew their support. And now their mission is her total abject destruction. And I think they want to see her locked up in a crazy house. Mm -hmm. So Give, Send, Go is a very trusted platform. It's a good platform. It's run by Christians. And, uh, and when you go to support Megan Walsh, uh, please also support the the platform because they've proved, you know, through the trucker protest in Canada and stuff that they're not deep state and they were not going to cave. Uh, and, you know, God bless them. So it's givesendgo.com slash Megan Walsh if you want to support her. And uh, and you can look up her story. There's lots of interviews. Just put in her name and uh, and certainly her name with uh, with Penny Shepard as well because it, it comes up quite uh, quite often. There's a lot of interviews that you can watch. I want to thank you, uh, Penny, for being here. Thank you, Christy, for everything you're doing and for uh, getting Penny to come on the last minute because it's an important topic. And, and Penny, I'm going to run an outro, but I'm going to ask that you just stay on for one minute beyond that because there's something I want to ask you on a personal basis. Uh, but listen, you've been listening to Right On Radio. We appreciate every one of you, and we appreciate that you want to take action. Uh, time to get off the couch, folks. Uh, life is different now and it's never going back we need to fight now and we got to constantly fight for our freedoms uh even someone like megan who's fighting for her kids uh this is this is the reality of life and as penny said it might not it might not be your kids right now it might be your grandkids in the future it might be someone but i'm telling you they're coming after our kids and you can see it a mile away for those who have eyes to see prayer is our weapon of mass destruction and uh, when I say that in the most kind way, uh, because the enemy is defenseless against our prayers, God hears us. Right. So keep in prayer. Hey, in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.